Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. So, I'm, I'm trying to get my studies together as my wife is recovering and all that. I'm like, what you need? This? Okay, and I'm reading on the side. And what you need? I'm reading on the side. And I have my normal regimen. So I was like, Lord, I'm, this, is gonna be, this is not going to be good tomorrow. This is not, not going to be good. It's not going to be good. He was like, oh, you thought it's because of what you did. He said, I got this. I always had this. You don't believe I'm good. You understand what I'm saying? God is still good even if we're not. Even if we don't have our regular time with him, he'll still bless you. To, to prove that he's good. You, you know after you sin sometime? Y'all don't sin over here. Let me go to... None of y'all just me. Let me just look at myself then in the screen. When you sin, when you sin sometime, it's like you feel the furthest from God. But that's the time you should turn to him. Because that's the best time to receive his goodness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be like Adam and run from God when you sin. Run to God, because that proves that he's good. When we sin, we're like, oh my God, let me go get myself right, let me go get myself together. And then we come back to God, because we want to earn his goodness. But he's just good, period, regardless. Somebody say, he's just good. So I'm believing God to be good over this sermon today in the name of Jesus. I want to preach quickly from the topic, get in the zone. Ooh, it's no way you're going to be successful this year without getting in the zone. This is the year to, to uh, let, me, let me give you the dictionary uh, of what the zone means. Can you put it up on the screen, please? This is what the zone means. It means a state of intense concentration and focus that greatly improves a person's performance in a physical or spiritual, I mean mental. <laughs> so if you want increased performance, if you want increased performance on your job, in your marriage, in anything, and you want to increase, you have to get in the zone. You're going to have to have concentrated, intense focus. And everybody's talking about focus this year, 2020, and there is some, some, some serious, significant truth to that. It's not just a year of focus, but it's going to take intense focus to be successful this year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And successful doesn't, I don't mean your business is going to pop off. That, that's cool. I mean your heart going to be right. Your mind going to have peace. Your relationships are going to be balanced. That's, that's true success. I know a lot of people with a lot of money that do not have a lot of peace. It does not matter how much money you got. You need the provision and the protection of God in your life. Does anybody want God in every area of your life? Okay, so get in the zone. I want to talk about a couple of zones today, and we're going home. Zone one. Somebody say zone one. The prayer zone. Ooh, y'all quiet quick. It will be impossible to remain hopeful, faithful, and dependent on God without a prayer life. 
I know it's basic, but how many of us consistently and intently pray? I ain't talking now with now lay me down to sleep. I ain't talking good bread, good meat, good God, let's eat. Nah, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you wake up, God, right now. I'm not even taking a step before I get on my knees. That, see, uh, when you don't pray, you're open to all, how can I say this, because it's kind of weird. But when you don't pray, you're open to spiritual things. Y'all follow me here. I know you think prayer opens you to spiritual things. Prayer opens you to godly spiritual things. All spirit is not God. Uh-oh. The Bible says try every spirit. See if it be of God. That's how we get deceived. That's how we get manipulated. Because we're in spiritual relationships, but it's not godly. Oh, we got spiritual connections. We got all kinds types of tokens and trinkets in our house. And this chain protects me. And this mask watches over the house. And this African, no! You're tapping into spiritual things. Not even realize it's a web of demonic entanglement. But if you don't pray, you don't know. I know your feelings and your vibes, I get bad vibes. It's gotten you to this point, but it's 2020 now. You can't live by vibes. This is going to be a quick service. You can't live by vibes. How many times have your vibes been wrong? I got this thing. I could just read. I just, I just, I just, yeah, all right. Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, all right. That worked in 2015. You'll be tricked and deceived in 2020. We will be retarded to think the enemy doesn't plan things. <laughs> we are last minute, oh, hunky-dory, this or that. No, the enemy plans. He, he planned 2020 in the year 1413 BC. I don't know. We will be remiss to, 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 to assume that the enemy has not planned a demise for your life this year. He plans for your life to end this year. Yeah. Don't. I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all. The enemy has. The only reason why you are still here. They both kosher. It is of the Lord's mercies. Y'all not here yet. That we are not consumed and his compassions they fail not they are new they are new new mercies new compassion every morning great is thy oh so it's because of God we're not consumed not because you're so careful not because you cross every I and dot every T not because of your research not because of your education, not because of your... Oh, no, it's because of God. So the enemy daily plans to kill you. Know that! With that on your mind, you know how good God is. He daily plans to kill you. He's not playing. The enemy don't want to string you along. He wants to kill you. He knows it'll take stringing along to kill you. 
If he can take you out now, he'll do it. Right in your seat, boom. Oh, you ain't nobody? Thank God right now that you still. <laughs> See, this is what it means to have a prayer life. I didn't say have prayer times. There's nothing wrong with the time of prayer. Even in the Bible, there were times of prayer of the tabernacle. There were the beggar was outside of the temple at the time of prayer, at the hour of prayer. There's nothing wrong with having designated times of intense, focused prayer. But you should always have a connection. You should always have a... I was driving a day. Just boom, and I'm just... <laughs> just pray for me. I'm just driving. Just driving. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. Because I'm driving on this side, and it's not living in fear. It's living in gratitude. I'm driving closest to the median and the opposite, you know, traffic is coming on this side and a big truck passed me. I'm like, who's to say that nothing will fly off the truck and crash into my car? Who's to say that the next car won't reach for their coffee? And who's to say just because you always travel that route don't mean your safety is guaranteed. It's the Lord. It is God. It is your father. His hand is over your vehicle as you come to church. His hand is over your vehicle as you go to work. His hand is over your vehicle as you go to school. His hand is over the Uber as you go out to eat. His hand is over the lift. Somebody thank God for his hand. You can remove that. Thank you. So your constant awareness that he's keeping you should have gratitude consistently. It should be, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You, you understand what I'm saying? And that's your prayer life. That's, that's acknowledging him. That's keeping it open. Keeping the communication with God open at all times. You eat your food, you chew that steak. You, thank you, Jesus. It ain't get stuck in my throat. It, my wife couldn't swallow something because her throat was so dry. From the, and she was, her eyes got so big. I was like, oh, my. You know me. I hit that emergency button in that hospital. Bang, ah, 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 ah. My bad, she good, she good, she good, my bad, she good, she good. If you can swallow food, thank you, Jesus. Because how good are you to make that happen for yourself? You, you understand what I'm saying? How good are you to guarantee your safety to get to church today? You're a good driver, says Good drivers get in accidents because it's not just you on the road. Prayer is constant communication. It's keeping the window. It's keeping the portal between you and God open. Matter of fact, it's not even a far thing. He's in us. Come on, secret place. Come on, secret place, if you know what I'm talking about. He's in us. It's like, oh, Lord, I love you, and I thank you, and I appreciate you. What do you want me to do today? What do you want me to say today? What, I brought extra money from home just in case I got to bless somebody. I, I'm oh, y'all don't do that. My bad. Okay. My bad. That's a, that's a leadership line. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? I'm open. I'm not just in the line waiting on my Starbucks. Who in the line needs something? Nobody? Okay, cool. Don't force it either. But, you know, but God told me, God, ooh, mm, he told, mm, you forcing it. Just wait on your pound, your lemon pound cake from Starbucks and stop playing. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> prayer zone, you got to get in the prayer zone. The disciples noticed Jesus was in a zone. They was like, yo, teach us to pray. You in a zone, bro. And we know every time you pray early in the morning while we sleep, by the time we hit the road, 
you do crazy, you do miracles, you, you heal, you raise the dead, you feed thousands. You in a zone, bruh. Teach us to pray. Come on, y'all. They saw the importance of prayer and they walked with Jesus. If anybody didn't need to pray, it would be the disciples. Because they walked with the answer. Are you hearing me? But they still said, yo, teach us. Because we, we, you're tapping into a source. You're in a zone right now, bro. Live, I need y'all to get in a zone. Wake up in here. I rebuke the spirit of apathy. And nonchalant. And, uh, and, no, get in the zone. And go for what you know. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let me get in my zone. Ooh, if I get in my zone, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for the enemy. It's a wrap for the confusion. It's a wrap for poverty. It's a wrap for depression. It's a wrap. If I get in my zone, it's a wrap for stress. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. I'm sorry, y'all always break these beads. My man gave me, thank you, he gave me them beads. And I always break them. I'm hard on jewelry. Only thing I wear is my ring and rubber bands. Don't let me get in my zone. It's not just, it's, it's not just, uh, uh, don't just pray, but get in the prayer zone. The, the prayer zone is the, 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 the perspective that says everything requires prayer. When I'm in the prayer zone, I see prayer needed in everything. Okay, how, how, can, I, how can I do that? Yeah, I don't try to figure stuff out first. I pray first. I don't Google first. I pray first. But you said, see, oh man, my daughter woke up yesterday. My daughter woke up yesterday and she texted me. She said, Dad, I had a crazy dream. I want to talk to you about it when I get a chance. I said, bet, come on up. Come to the office, let's talk. She said, oh, I left already, I'm at dance rehearsal. I said, well, girl, my point is, I don't think she woke up and just texted me and said, yo, I had a crazy dream. I got the text later, so that's my fault. But she didn't try to figure it out on her own first. She immediately asked her father. Oh, did y'all hear what I just said? She's smart enough, she's at the age enough, she got friends enough to, to try to talk things through and whatever, but she first asked her father because she has a relationship with him. So you always consult the one you're closest to. Yeah, I'm not going to call my aunt that lives in Jersey right now because I'm not in close communication with her. I'm going to talk to God, my wife, my immediate circle, maybe some people that live, and it, and it grows from there. As, as, the, as the person of influence is in your life, so you reach out to them for their advice. Right? If God, never mind. If you're in close relationship and communication with God, then he will be your first go-to. But if you're not used to praying or talking to him, you will try to figure things out on your own and your situation will get worse. Let me, let me, let me show y'all something. Let me show you what he told me. Let me show you what he told me. There's a guy. Uh, 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 oh, he said life without prayer is like living unplugged. I just talked about that. You may have a good battery, but sooner or later you're going to need to plug up. I, I, I went from the iPhone whatever to the iPhone 11 plus max whatever now. So I got the highest iPhone thingy now. Yo, the battery is crazy. I went like a day and a half without charging that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. 
I said, I thank God for this battery. So I, you know, but I, I was just answering emails for the most part and answering text messages and handling business for the most part uh, on my phone. Uh, so I had battery life for everything. But when I started going to apps like Instagram and <laughs> I don't do Facebook or but Instagram and when y'all do your own so then and doing videos and pictures and all this recreational things, it wore on my battery. So the more apps you open, the more it weighs on your spirit, I mean your battery. So as long as I was just doing one thing, I didn't need that much battery. But since I had so many other things to do, I needed to plug in more often. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So you might think, oh, I'm cool. I don't need to pray. I only got one. But when you, God will add issues. <laughs> God will allow things to pile up. He'll allow some trouble to come. He'll allow some challenges to come. So you'll open, you'll need more apps. You'll need more of him. So you will plug into the source who is Jesus the Christ, son of the living God, our answer, our Lord, our savior, our healer, our deliverer, our way maker, our savior is Jesus. Somebody scream Jesus. Jesus. Say his name like he got power. Say Jesus. Jesus. There are some people on my, on my group when we're in rehearsal. They use their phone all the time, so they always plugged up. Their phone is like an IV. They're in rehearsal. You got it. It's a plug over here. It's a plug. It's a plug. Hey, y'all, let's go out to eat. They have Fridays. Like, it's a plug. It's Fridays. It's a plug. We at the airport. It's a plug. It's a plug. <laughs> and that's how we got to be. We got to find the source everywhere we are. We got to pray everywhere we are. I was listening to a guy. His name is Dr. Francis Miles. Y'all have got to check him out. At least this sermon he talked about. Because prayer gives us, in prayer we get wisdom. We get power. We get strength. Our relationship with God is strengthened. All of that good stuff. But we also get restraint. Restraints. 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 He's talking, he was talking about the divine restraining order from the courts of heaven. Divine restraining orders from the courts of heaven. How when you pray, heaven will actually issue restraining orders on the enemy. Did y'all hear what I just said? God, who is our righteous judge, will, commit, will issue a restraining order on poverty in your life. A restraining order on disease in your life. Come on, y'all. A restraining order on depression in your life. A restraining order on divorce in your life. A restraining order on failure in your life. From the course of heaven, he said this. He said this, and I I love it so much. He said, uh, it's a restraining order or protective order that is issued by the courts of heaven to protect a person of destiny, institution, business, or nation. In situations involving clear and present dangers to the preordained purposes of God. So God has a purpose on your life. Whatever poses a threat to that purpose, he issues a restraining order on them. That they can only come but so, y'all. The enemy wanted to get Job so badly. God said, go ahead, but don't touch the restraining order. You can only come but so close to my, no, don't touch his life. Are you because my purpose in his life is not yet fulfilled. So when we pray, we can command God, not command God, we can command angels to enforce 
the restraining order. Because who enforces the restraining order? The court and the judge. Not the person it's protecting. If you enter a restraining order on your baby mama, right? She come to the house. You don't have to enforce. You get out, get out. You just call. You call the cops and say they have violated the restraining order that was set by y'all. The angels, I mean the cops then gotta come to your house and defend you. Y'all miss what I just said. When God issues a divine restraining order, he's responsible for enforcing it. Well, touch not my anointing, do my prophet. No harm. I love it. Balaam was headed to Israel, he said, to curse the people of God when an angel of the Lord disrupted the agenda and he put a restraining on him and he told him, you can't curse what God has blessed. <laughs> the witch, Balaam, was on his way to curse God's people and God put a restraining order on him. And said, you cannot curse what I have blessed. He even talked to a donkey. Whatever he has to do to enforce it, he will protect you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But watch this. Can I, can I give y'all the flip side? Somebody say flip side. A divine restraint. There is no way to receive true godly authority without putting them under a restraining principle. Hmm. Because the truth of the matter is, God cannot use a man or a woman who he cannot restrain. You feeling me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so God is not trying to shut you down when he gives you restraints. He's trying to give you authority. Okay. True authority cannot be instituted without the principle of restraint. God wanted to give Adam and Eve true authority over the fish, over the land, over the fowl of the air, over the beast of the field. But he could not do it without the restraining principle. So Adam, don't eat of the tree. So now the tree becomes the restraint that gave them authority over the garden. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, the moment they ate of it, they lost authority. A man or woman without restraint is a woman or man without authority. And you think authority means I can do what I want to do. Authority means I can do what God wants me to do. Do you live by any restraints or are you lawless? If you don't have authority over your mind, that means you have no restraints on your mind. If you have no authority over your heart and just your feelings get the best of you, you have no guard, you have no restraint. You just love who you want to love, you do what you want to do with your heart, you're just emotional with you. You're not even operating with restraints. I cannot give you authority without restraint. Samson was a judge of Israel. I gave you authority, but you can't cut your hair. And you can't drink a strong drink. You have authority because you have restraints. And this is why people don't like God or God's ways. This is why people don't like Christianity. Because all they see is what you can't do. 
but they don't see all the other trees of the garden that you can eat of. They only see that one tree they can't have. But if you honor God's authority, if you honor his restraint, he'll give you authority over the whole garden. Look at your neighbor and say, I want the garden. I don't just want a tree. I want the whole garden. I don't just want one thing. I want it all. If this one thing is a dividing, is the deciding factor of all things, I don't need it. This one tree can mess me up or set me up. Your choice, Liv. You know what God is restraining you from. He's not saying, don't do that. I'm not pleased with that. I died for that. It's not an issue. I'm trying to give you authority. And I know you cannot have divine authority without restraints. Because you are man, you are human. And you need boundaries. Man, this, this is... Prayer gives you restraint. It gives you boundaries. Samson, like I said, he had boundaries. And here come Delilah. All she do is... <laughs> Delilah don't come unless you got authority. Delilah does not come unless you live by restraint. I'm trying to live right. I'm going to be celibate till I'm married. Hey. <laughs> Delilah does not come. The spirit of Delilah does not come to people who don't have authority. So if you're being tempted, oh, uh, y'all missing what I'm saying. If you're being tempted in areas that was once a weakness to you, don't think you're falling back. Understand, I must got authority over this thing. And Delilah is trying to cut my hair. I'd rather y'all cut Delilah than your hair. <laughs> she ain't that cute anyway. I saw her. I saw Delilah. Pastor saw Delilah. <laughs> All she wants to do is find the key to your authority and break it. Find the key to your covenant and break it. Find what your restraint is and break it. Don't let Delilah make you live lawless and unrestrained. True power comes to those who have restraints, order, and boundaries, and discipline. We never walk in authority. We never have true authority. We just believe we got it, and we walk like, yeah, I got it. Authority is not like that. Mm -mm. Authority is like what? Jesus had ultimate authority, right? And he says, I do nothing that I don't see my... Right, so walking in authority is checking in. Checking in. Because I know I got restraints. People do not like God's ways because they know. All they see is, oh, you're a Christian, so that means you don't, and you can't, and you don't. No. Being a Christian, being, living God's way, my life his way, is not a list of what I can't do. Boy, back off me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Look at your neighbor and say, I can do it all. I can do it all. Woo! Be, be careful about me this year. I'm going to do something you ain't never seen me do. Well, I'm going to do what eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard. Watch out for me this year. I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to show you another side of me you ain't seen. 
Christian is not a list of don't, 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 can't, 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 stay away, stay away, stay away, stay away. No. The law was that. The law. Thou shall not, thou shall not, thou shall not, thou shall not, thou shall, okay. But Jesus came to change, to fulfill it. He came to show you what you can do. Take up your bed and walk. You can walk. Stretch forth your hand. You do have an arm. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus came to release you into the freedom and liberty of the spirit. So when I come into God's ways, I come into a realm of cans. Now I can be free. Now I can live holy. Now I can have prosperity. Now I can be healed. Look at somebody and say, I can do it all. Can't do it without restraints. Whatever David surrendered to God, he gave him victory over it. David never surrendered his sexual appetite to God. He never talked about that. I mean, he, he never surrendered that to him. He talked about his enemies, he talked about his anger, he talked about all these things, but he never surrendered that to God. And that almost overtook him to the point where when they thought he was dead, he said, send a little girl in there and see what happened. He's been on that bed looking dead for a couple of, let's send a girl in there. If, 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 if he ain't dead, he'll wake up. Because <laughs> David didn't have much restraint in that area. So if God is pulling, pulling a leash on you, it's not to shut you down. It's to set you up. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm being set up. All right, let me get y'all out of here. The other, so, so living life with restraint, all right? The prayer zone is the one thing you got to get into. Get into the prayer zone. Y'all have to get into the prayer zone because if you come here leaning on what I say every week, I feel sorry for you because he said, give us this day our... How about this? Every time you hear me preach or wherever, your spiritual, wherever you get your spiritual appetite from... Every time you engage your spiritual, uh, 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 you, you serve your spiritual hunger, eat naturally. So if you only get the word here, only eat on Sundays. Exactly. See this? Oh, blah, 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 blah. So, no, hold on. But how y'all felt is how y'all spirit feel. Yeah, come on, let's talk. Your spirit is on Tuesday like, uh, we ain't got Wednesday services no more. You're like, uh, Friday, your spirit is like, uh, imagine not eating until you hear a word. That's what you're doing to your spirit, man. Stop it. You are malnutrition spiritually, and you expect to live the life God has for you. That's impossible. You don't even have the spiritual strength to do it. Oh, it's quiet in here today. It's okay. Maybe my wife need to be here for y'all to get this. Do not starve your spirit, man. You got to get into the faith zone. Faith zone. The trust zone. I love that. The faith and the trust zone are twins to me. I always say it like this. A lot of believers say that they, they live by faith, but they live by hope. Because faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. So faith don't come unless you get a word. Faith is birthed out of hearing the word. Faith is not birthed out of a need. <laughs> so if you need a car, I believe God, I have faith. I mean, he won't give me a car. Uh-uh. Your need doesn't create faith. <laughs> 
If you're lonely and sick of going to bed, and I, I believe God's going to give me a man or a woman. I'm going to give me a wife because, you know, I need it. No. Faith does not birth, uh, need does not birth faith. A word does. So if you got a word on your situation, then you can, let, let me say it like this. I always say this, and I love this example. So, so, so it's getting cold. It's cold up north now, right? I love this example. So they got big coats now up north. They got big, you know, leather coats. They got big furs up north down here. Not too much, but it was cold last night. It's cold around here. What y'all, can we call the mayor to turn the heat on again? So they're getting big coats up there. So it's like, hey, I need a leather coat. Zara, can I have this leather coat? Yeah, how much is it? $400. $400. Uh, what I would do if I can't afford something back in the day, y'all, I'll put it in a section that nobody can find it. <laughs> not y'all, I me. Mean, not. <laughs> and I'm so small, I can put my stuff in the kids' section. I'll be putting it in the kids' section. Because like... I know I don't get paid till next week. So when I leave that store, I don't have much confidence. I hope it's there when I get back. A lot of believers are living like that. We hope. We hope we get a new car. We hope we get a new job. We hope we get a boo thing. We hope we have success. We hope, we hope, we hope. So you can't live in confidence if you just hope. There's, a, there's an insecurity still if you just hope. But if you say, hey, this jacket is $400. It is? Okay, I don't have that today, but I got $150. All right? So I'm going to put it. It's called layaway. Y'all know about that, right? <laughs> Y'all know about layaway here? <laughs> So I'm gonna put $150 on it. They're gonna say, okay, I'll take your $150, Mr. Tribbett, put it in the closet and we'll put it away. When I leave Zara that time, oh, I got a different swag. Like. <laughs> I leave the store with a different swag because I know it's mine even though I ain't got it yet. Y'all missed what I just said. <laughs> know it's mine even though I don't have it yet. How do you know it's yours? Because I put something on it. Look at your neighbor and say put something on it. Put something on it. Whoa. When you sick in your body, don't hope you get healed. Put a word on it. By his stripes I, I, I am Look at your neighbor and say put a word on it. The word guarantees the results. The word guarantees the results. When I put a word on it, I leave it alone. I know how that's going to end up. Because I put a word on it, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. If you have a situation or issue that you want to change or increase or whatever or end, put a word on it, please. Stop walking around being hopeful all of your life. When you have 66 books of guarantees. It's called the Bible. You got 66 books of guarantees. You can find your issue in the book. Put a word on your situation. That way you know how it's going to end up. That way you don't live your life worrying. Or is he going to? Are they going to do anything? They better not sell my. Are somebody going to find? No, I'm walking with confidence. Knowing that he that promised is faithful. I said the, he's a promise keeper. He's a promise keeper. And I love it. I love living by the promises of God. It's like a ring. I say it all the time. This is a day of just, I, I say it all the time. A promise is like a ring. If you get engaged to somebody, they say, hey, will you marry me? Yes, I will. Oh, my God, yes. 
Then you posted, she said, I do. Uh, she said, yes. Da, 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 da. Oh, I, immediately, the wedding ain't for six months. But because you got a promise, your lifestyle changes. <laughs> you ain't got his last name yet, but yet your attitude, your mind, your behavior, your, your, everything changes about you because you got a ring. You just got a promise. A promise alone will change everything. Girl, I ain't going to no clubs tonight. I'm about to be Mrs. Williams. You out your mind. You can go ahead. Oh, whatever. You went last week. That was last week. I got a promise this week. Tell your neighbor, I'm in the zone this week. I got a promise. That was last decade. I got a promise this decade. So I'm in the zone. Come on, y'all. That girl, her whole life changes. She started cooking. I gotta learn how to cook. I'm about to be Mrs. Williams. Uh, uh, uh. You at your bridal shower, they buy you all the things you're gonna need when it happens. They don't buy you what you need today. You need to get oh, you need to get around people that'll sow into your future. Y'all quiet for some reason, Liv. Where you at? Get around people that see where you going and sow into that. See where you going, invest in the net. This ain't got nothing to do with who you are today, but everything to do with who you gonna be. Y'all quiet today. I said it before and I say it again. You need future friends. You need future friends. You need friends that feed your future. High five your neighbor and say, you my future friend. I don't need you to talk about my past. I don't need you to talk about my present. I need you to keep talking about my future. Keep talking about the book I'm going to write. Keep talking about the business I'm going to start. Keep talking about the family I'm going to raise. Keep talking about the empire I'm going to build. Talk about my future. Yo. Yo. Excuse the yo. Visitors, excuse the yo. But yo. 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 Visitors, excuse me. Yo. Get rid of people who only talk about your past. Get rid of them. I need to hear future words around me. Girl, you're going to be amazing. Bro, your business is going to be all that. I need people. Oh, but that means... Your friend's going to have to know it. So do you have a vision? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Future friends don't create your future. They support it. So do you got a vision or not? If you ain't got no vision, I ain't got no support. I ain't got nothing to talk about but your past. Woo, what I'm talking about? Faith. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you, you live in a zone of faith when you live by the word of God. So we talk about praying. Now we're talking about reading this word. Read. The, this is so basic, y'all. But these are things that even coaches tell professional athletes. Basic bounce pass. Basic th the, the, the basics. We get so talented that we lose the fundamentals or foundation. Are you hearing me? Don't become so advanced that you lose your roots. Oh, yeah, I know how to pray. Oh, you lost it. Oh, yeah, I, I read. Oh, 
You lost it. Because the word should be alive in your life today. Prayer should be alive in your life. And trust, we talked about this last week, so I ain't going to spend too much time on it. Faith is your action towards what you believe. Faith without works is dead, right? Listen, y'all, the Bible says, yes, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> Blessed is the man that walketh not, right? In the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth, or oh, I'm almost done, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. For his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate both day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, whose leaves shall not wither. Woo! Woo! And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. In essence, that's saying that God cannot prosper what you do not do. How God going to prosper you when you ain't doing nothing? Whatever you do shall prosper. Actually, but what you doing? And then trust is in that same family. Hold on, I'm going to talk about this before I close. Faith and trust is kind of similar. You got to get in that zone. Then you're going to have to learn this year, y'all, to accept the uncomfort zone. The uncomfort zone is where all of your new things live. You can't expect all things new in the same comfort zone you're in now. All things new live in the land of the uncomfort zone. When, you, when you're talking about all things new, that means all things unfamiliar, all things unknown, and all things uncomfortable. People who are not willing to be uncomfortable this year will not experience all things new. Isn't that crazy? I'm not afraid to be, I might be uncomfortable all year, but if it means receiving new things, I'm ready for it. People are so lazy and comfortable that God can never bless you with better. Look at your neighbor and hunt them and say, get uncomfortable. Matter of fact, push them until they're uncomfortable. Say, <laughs> God is going to bless you abundantly in the areas of your discomfort. God is going to bless you abundantly in the areas of your discomfort. God is going to bless you abundantly in areas you're not comfortable in. But he makes you uncomfortable so you'll be dependent on him. We like comfort zones because we control things. I know he there, I know she there. All right, cool, I'm comfortable with Because you got everything under your control. God is not going to bless like that, man. It's not like that. So this may be your most uncomfortable year. I just wanted to see who would be crazy enough to praise God over that. I like that. <laughs> this might be your most uncomfortable year to your flesh, but your spirit going to be like, I've been waiting on this for 10 years. I said, your spirit is going to be hype. Your spirit is going to be lit. Your flesh is going to be like, what's going on? But your spirit is going to say, don't worry about it. It's all good. It's going to make us better. All things new. Woo! Anybody ready for that this year? All right. This may be your most uncomfortable year as I close. 
Is this my second close and the first? <laughs> this is the year of adjustment. If all things are going to be new, you're going to have to adjust to it. You can play something beautiful for me as I close. This is the year of adjustment, which is why God is sending you people you need, regardless if they're the ones you want or not. God is sending you the help you need. He's sending you the partners you need. So we'll, nerd, we'll learn to adjust. He's not going to just send you everybody you want or the way you want it. No. He's going to send you the partners you need. So you'll learn. Compromise, adjustment. Ultimately, it's surrender. We'll learn to adjust, which is surrender. We'll learn to compromise, surrender. We'll learn to do business or make agreements, which is surrender. It's always a surrender because, and when you make a deal, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you $50,000 and you da 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 da, and we make an agreement. Cool. Jesus has already done his part. Yeah, we can clap for him all day, every day. Now it's our job to surrender to him. This is the year you're going to have to stretch yourself, man. It's uncomfortable, but stretch yourself. This is the year you're going to have to not bow to the fear of the unknown. You can't be stagnant because of the fear. I just don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Some of us have been stuck for decades just because of the fear of the unknown. I don't know what's going to happen now. Like, uh, when, when, like I said, my daughters was crying and all that at the, at the, at the hospital. I was messed up. I said, y'all go get something to eat. Y'all go get something to eat. And come back. I'm going to stay here with your mom. Go ahead. Go get something to eat. So they left out the door crying. I said, all right, y'all take care. All right. The door shut. Poof, I was like, oh, God. I had to call one of my friends. like, bro, I'm scared. Man of God. Yeah, trust me. I'm scared right now. Thank you. He said the exact same words. He said, bro, you human. But watch this. The more I try to say, nah, I'm a man of faith. Nah, man, I got, look, God got this, and that's good to, to know the word of God. But once I accept it, that I'm actually a little terrified, that's when I open the door for him to comfort me, strengthen me. I didn't know me trying to be strong was denying his strength. I didn't know that me trying to be full of faith was rejecting his strength, but his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Live, don't be afraid to be weak this year, because when you're weak, he is. God, he is strong. You are strong, God. You are strong. And I know you're strong because I accepted my weakness. When you try to be tough all day, every day, you reject his strength. So he's like, oh, you got it? You got it. You try to be smart, you reject his wisdom. He's like, oh, you got it? You got it. You on your own. But when you say, God, I don't got it. I'm scared. 
I'm, I'm dumb, I'm ignorant, I don't know what to do. He said, you just open the door to the greatest source you ever have in your life. You just open the door to power. Don't be afraid to be weak. Be afraid to be strong without him. Don't be afraid before him. He's the only one that can handle you being weak. I didn't show my daughters me breaking down crying. And not that they couldn't handle it. I was just trying to be macho man. But don't be afraid to be weak before God. Don't be afraid to be uncomfortable before him. Because you opened the door to, uh, that's why I'm in your life, brother. Thank you for saying that. Now let me give you this, 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 this. But y'all missing all the this, 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 because you got it. Somebody scream, I don't got it! I don't got it! I don't! I front in front of my family. I front in front of my friends. I front in front of schoolmates and classmates and co-workers, but I ain't got it. I front online. I front. Some of y'all got real life filters. Forget filters on Instagram. That ain't really your face. You got filters in real life. That ain't really your attitude. That's not really your feelings. And I understand that everybody can't handle the raw you. So I'm not saying give everybody your weakness. They will manipulate you. They will they will take advantage of you they will extort you some will but Jesus can handle the real you hallelujah thanks for listening to today's message we pray you were blessed by God's word if you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world please visit livechurchorlando.com